to another edition. Great to have you back, Paul. Nice to be back nice. for the oh, new yeah. year. Oh, yeah. Happy New Year. Well, remember, it's already past the seventh. We can't say that. Yes. <laughs> but we have a great guest. I can't wait to talk to her. Olivia. Oh, I always mess up names. Oh, I apologize for Roland. He does this all the time. He's messed I... up titles of cookbooks. Uh, <laughs> Chef Crooks is a uh, Chef Brooks is Chef Crooks. Uh, <laughs> what's the proper pronunciation? <laughs> no worries. People have been mispronouncing my name my whole life, but it's uh, Tiedemann. Thank, thank you. At least is that like Sam, the cooking guy, gave me the thing. <laughs> How did he? Oh yeah, he was not, not too pleased. <laughs> I could give you a little bit of that later. Don't oh. worry. <laughs> um, Olivia, how did um how did you start uh, with cooking? What was your origin story? Um, I guess for me, my mom was a chef as well is a chef as well. Um, I guess it's a little bit less traditional for her, and I'm sure she would like to take credit for the fact that I cook now, but. I disagree with that. Um, when I was in school, I was, my primary interest really was fucking around and kind of doing whatever I wanted, I guess. And uh, so I didn't really make many plans for the future after that. And right after I finished high school, I traveled a little bit and um, I was in a couple different interesting countries and trying new things. And when I came back, I was just like, shit, I really just have to work. Like, what am I going to do? I didn't really think about this. So I started working in a restaurant because that's what you do when you don't know what you're doing. And um, I really liked the chef. I always been a pretty creative person. So I just, I was following him around all the time. Um, I wanted to be in the kitchen so badly. I was like a food runner. I was like 19, 18 years old. And um, he just kept telling me I had to go to culinary school if I wanted to. So I went to this small, like short term cooking school in Ireland. And oh, awesome. that's really how it all happened. Yeah. Uh, well, did you wrote down the road to a private chef instead of going to like working for a kitchen? Mm-hmm. So I did work in kitchens prior to this job. This is my first private chef job. And I started in May. Um, so I'm about to be 27. So I guess it's. The first restaurant I worked in was that year when I was 19. And then I came back and I kept working in restaurants. So for like six years, I worked in restaurant kitchens. And I'm I'm from the city, so all of them were in New York. And uh, yeah, I didn't like restaurants too much. I mean, you get into it. The stress can be really addictive, you know, to an extent, I guess. At times I enjoyed it, but I really just, I went a little bit nuts. And I was very obsessed with getting better all the time. Like I really just wanted to be the best and uh, I drove myself pretty crazy. So then last year I took a break. I walked away from it for a minute. I was really burnt out and uh, I just did something else. Like I actually worked on a film set as a PA just because I was like, I'll do anything. I just don't want to do this right now. And um, it was a nice little break. And then I randomly got the call for this job in the Hamptons And it was kind of a dream come true sort of situation, you know, for any chef, it's, Mm -hmm. it's really different quality of life. And it's so much better to actually see the people you're cooking for. So of course I took it and the rest is history. Well, what's that kind of like private chef schedule as, I mean, as compared to the kitchen, the kitchen, you could be in there all day, but like, what's the kind of the revolving clock for being a private chef? Mm -hmm. So for my clients, And I think probably the way it works for a lot of people in the Hamptons, it's like a season, right? There's the Hampton season and primarily people out there with private chefs are entertaining. Um, So 
it would be like four full on work days. And those days would be like, I'd probably wake up seven, 8 a.m. for the first breakfast and there's break while I shop and get ready for the next meal. But the day really is from like seven, eight o'clock in the morning to like 10 at night most of the time. Uh, but it's different and you're cooking for far fewer people and you have a lot more control. It's a different kind of cooking than it is in a restaurant kitchen. And it's a lot less hectic. It's a nicer life for sure. As Even it, if the day seems really long. Uh, I've been at a couple like uh, professional basketball players houses who had private chefs. Is it more of a like established relationship, almost like you're cooking for your friends now instead of just like a client? I mean, towards the end, yeah. Um, there is still always kind of a separation. Like you don't want to overstep too much and get too friendly with people that you work for. And I think they kind of understand that boundary as well. Um, but I got really lucky with the people I got set up with. They're they're just super nice, like really good people. And they made my life easy. Like they have some really specific food likes and dislikes and that kind of thing. But you know, I learned them and then I just make everything based off of them and what they like. And we don't really have any issues, you know? What inspires you? Like the recipes, how do you get inspired? Do you go to the farmer's market or mm -hmm. you see what they have? Yeah. Um, I think a lot of like the style of food I do just comes from, you know, culmination of everywhere I've ever worked, everybody I've ever learned anything from, like, that's kind of how you become, right? Yeah. And, and I guess that's where it starts. I am a very kind of mad scientist, creative type a lot of the time. But when I when I don't have any good ideas, that's what I do. I'd probably go and just look around. You know, it's really good to work seasonally, obviously. And um, yeah, I guess I, I come from that frame of mind. Like, what do we have and what can I do with it? What's at the farmer's market? What's good right now? And then you just start from there. At what point did you think I gotta start taping myself cook? For like, I guess so. oh, what, what, what time did when, did when did you think it goes? Now the time to like tape myself and put on Instagram and TikTok to see how it takes off. Mm -hmm. So I have always kind of been interested in like video stuff. Even when I was younger, I used to make my siblings like make little videos with me and things like that. Um, I didn't expect this to happen. I just thought it'd be kind of fun. And my clients were actually on vacation, I think in August or July. And um, I was just alone in their estate for a couple of days. And I don't know. I figured I'd just give it a shot. I don't really know. I can't say for sure. I was like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go full into it. I made like one, two videos and I enjoyed editing them. I like the process of making you know, it's like fun. You and me both. Creative. And then, um, yeah, after I think it was one of the very first ones that did really well. And so then I was just like, shit, I can't stop. And my clients came back from vacation and I was like, fuck, I got to record myself <laughs> actually working now. Like, this is going to be doubly difficult. Um, so, yeah, that it just kind of happens. It creates that like new addiction. Like you were talking about being addicted to being better. Now you get addicted to seeing like, like the boost and all that. And it was, it was quick too. What was it in, in only 12 weeks? You gained over 2 million followers. Yeah. Yeah. Man, yeah. Crazy. It was crazy. It was such a weird thing. And I don't know. I mean, it's good thing. I actually enjoy making the videos <laughs> because it's crazy. Like it just felt like I got to keep doing this now, you know, no, the, is it that so 
Is this that sort of thing now that you get into it? Are you getting it all into like algorithms and trying to figure it out? Or are you still just doing it for like the base kind of enjoyment of it? Um, well, I mean, I don't know what's going on with the algorithm. <laughs> I just, I, I guess I've learned like what videos people seem to like. And I make sure to like remain the same editing style, but it's also the only way I know how to do it. You know, like I just kind of made my little process and I just keep making them. I, I try not to think too much about everything else, about the algorithm, about if it's going to do well, if it's going to do badly. Like I just make them, I have a good time making them and I just throw them out there. And let's say maybe one of them doesn't do as well as another one. I'm going to make another one in two, three days. You know, like I just try to enjoy it as much as I can and not get too caught up in all of that. Cause I think that would kind of ruin it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. exactly how you say that, like I've seen people say like uh, their social media is their brand. And then if something doesn't click, they're like, I have to delete this photo because it didn't get enough likes. I'm like, why? This is just supposed <laughs> to be for you and for your own enjoyment and get some exposure out there. Right, right. And I, I hear that a lot from like people that I've been meeting in this world. There does seem to be like, a feeling of anxiety, right? From a lot of people about like having to post and this and that. And I, I get that too, but I've been trying really hard to combat that and just not care, right? Like mm. the nonchalance I think is important. Like if you care too much, if you're trying too hard, it's just, it's not going to be the same. So yeah, I'm just trying to remain the same person I was the first day that I, picked up the camera <laughs> it'll be that same thing you get burnt out of it quickly right exactly yeah, i mean you could tell me by v like you're a real chef do people ever think that you're not a real chef that you're just faking it um that has happened like <laughs> i think at this point i think a lot of the people that are watching don't even know where i'm cooking or why like i think there's so many new followers from the original videos that they might not know the storyline that i'm a private chef um and so there's not that many comments about it anymore. Like, I don't think they care that it just seems like I'm making cooking videos. Yeah. Um, but in the beginning, I, yeah, there was a lot of that. They would think they'd be like, no, this is just some like rich little girl, like cooking in her parents' kitchen. And be like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is my job. Fuck and you, I, little girl. And when I love it, you don't give recipes. So you're like, fuck you again. Like, yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. I will say that in the beginning, like now that I kind of have created like a solid fan base or whatever you want to call it, like the page has a lot of videos now and I'm just doing my thing. But in the beginning, when you're kind of new to it, people are much more prone to like shit on you, like hate on you or whatever it is. And that really fueled my fire. I will say I was angry in the beginning, like yeah. But that was also kind of fun because I think, I mean, if you've seen the videos, that's kind of part of it. It's part of the shit. Yeah. And, uh, but these days I'm much happier, but I can't stop flipping off the camera. That's, I don't think they'd allow me to. But I mean, your video is addicting. I do do this. I don't know why I, I go over the pot, pad, I go like to fill the heat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's one of the things I go, why am I? I go, oh yeah, your videos. <laughs> Um, and now, I mean, you do so many collaborations. You did one with Cooge, and then you also have a apron line coming out too. Mm -hmm. um, where can you get the aprons? Those, those are really cool. So that's from Headley and Bennett. We worked together on that. They're already out. I think they sold out, um, but now they're probably on pre-sale again. Yeah, the oh, wow. apron was fun. 
I like it a lot too. How was the um, working with George Moats? He's a friend of the show. Oh, he was so cool. That was sick. I had just posted a video making a hamburger and I watched his whole burger show like back a while ago on YouTube. And he popped up in the comments and, was, and like approved of the burger. I was like, this is fucking sick. Uh, so I DM'd him and I was like, we should do something together, like do a follow up to the burger video. So he let me come to his restaurant and work on his line a little bit. And uh, he was so cool. And the burgers were, were really good. So that was well, fun, you know. As you mentioned that, you mentioned at the beginning, you had that that like those comments that fueled you up. Like how has been, been the acceptance in the food world, in the food culture for you? Mm -hmm. in the food world everybody's been great you know and that has also been really interesting because just being somebody who's always behind the scenes right like I cook in restaurant kitchens you're always you're in a basement you know nobody really sees you nobody really appreciates what you're doing and I'm I'm 26 I'm about to be 27 so I'm still kind of relatively young and I never felt like I was that good I I don't know I guess it's really cool to have put it all out there and so many people be so drawn to it and really respect what I'm able to do. You know, it's kind of eye opening. Like, wow, I did really work hard to, to get myself to this point where I have this level of skill and it's really cool that people see it. Like people I would never have imagined really big chefs. It's like, who am I? And yeah, that part of it's been really nice. Yeah. Cause it's kind of like you paved the way for a new generation. Cause Usually you go work, you do the morning shows, and then you you aspire to go to the Food Network. You went mm -hmm. the way of social media, and you were mm -hmm. at that level already. Right. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, I honestly don't even know if I would leave social media. I kind of feel like social media is the way to go right now. I'm controlling my own show. You know, mm -hmm. I'm doing the whole thing entirely myself. And I kind of think that that might be the the way forward. We've yeah. noticed that a lot in like the, the radio and, and podcast world too, is that like you have these big companies and they get a portion of what you're building up for them when it's like, oh, I could just get a mic, get a camera myself. And right. then I make, I reap all the awards and all the benefits and I don't have somebody telling me what to do or how to do it. I'm my own creator. Right. Exactly. It's like, I don't need anybody to give me a platform. I kind of just accidentally made one. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I want to take care of it. You know, I really value what's happened here and like the people that are loving it. It's, it's really so cool. I mean, I like to call them a bunch of freaks and this and that, but <laughs> they're actually like, even when they say the most rancid shit in the comments, I find it hilarious. I think also <laughs> yeah. in all of this, I'm fortunate to have like a good sense of humor because, yeah. um, it gets it gets pretty wild, but I I honestly at this point enjoy it. I think it's really funny, even when they say things maybe aren't so nice. It's like well, the ones who don't say nice things, we can nickname them the little fuckers. The little fuckers. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I have the same uh, stance as you. Like working on radio shows, I've gotten bad comments, but I almost take it like a heel wrestler, where I'm like, yeah, all right, let's keep this going. I'll keep it. See what and goes on here. Exactly. Like it's fun. But then sometimes if I play back and forth with anybody in the comments at this point now, like if I say anything back, they say something. It sometimes I know if it's a joke or maybe it is just outright mean. I'll say something back. I'm kidding around. I'm yeah. not upset. And <laughs> yeah. then all of like other people will start getting on board and like 
dogging on whoever it was I responded <laughs> to. And it's like, well, well, like, it's okay. This is a, this is a safe space to fuck yeah. around. I didn't mean you to know? sick the dogs. Yeah, for real. Or most of the time, your biggest hater will go, I, you suck. And then you go, hey, what's up? You're like, oh, do you want to go on a date? Uh, we- <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, there you go. There you go. That happens sometimes too. Like somebody writes something nasty. I respond and they'll be like, oh, by the way, like the dish looked beautiful. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I'm sure you probably get offered, like, uh, do people offer you like, hey, why don't you come work in my kitchen? Do they yes. offer you like, chef? And you're like, leave me alone. <laughs> yes. And I tell every one of them to get fucked. I cannot... <laughs> You will not drag me back there. There's there's nothing that could happen that would uh that I'd go back. When you're cooking, what's on your Spotify playlist when you cook? What do you listen to? Well, I have a Spotify playlist, a public one now. Mm. Um, a couple of my favorite bands, I mean, I love the Black Keys. Um, I like the White Stripes a lot. I have a public Spotify playlist now that's like all the video, all the music from my videos. Oh, nice. I like music that like brings a little energy, you know, it's like I try to describe to other people I've spoken to about this. The music that I'm using in the videos is kind of like trying to bring the energy of what it feels like to like work on a line, you know, it's a little bit angsty. It's a little bit, a little bit loud, fast, you know, yeah, I went like, through the, I'm sorry, the Black Keys, they're, they're big foodies too. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, to do something together with them soon. So oh, maybe something. the natural I went to natural festival and uh and we, we interviewed uh Kings of Leon. They're massive foodies. <laughs> they do barbecue festivals. Uh, oh yeah? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Can you just hear my phone blowing up right now? <laughs> it's fine. Paul Paul could do it. it yeah, it, it's fine. Yeah, wait, we don't uh, mind. You hear that? <laughs> but- Jesus, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> But your Spotify playlist too, uh, like you said, uh, I look at it like almost like a gym playlist. Because when I saw a uh, flagpole sit, and I'm like, I see all this stuff that I have on my gym playlist, and it pumps me up in a good way. Right? Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Like the good, good energy. You know, I, that one is actually one of my favorite songs to listen to if I'm doing a good, good pumped up cook. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, next month coming up is one of my favorite festivals, the Freedom Wine Festival in Miami. Are you excited mm-hmm. to be there? I'm really excited. Um, I haven't done anything like that before, and it's kind of a crazy honor. I was just thinking about that the other day. Like a couple months ago, nobody knew who I was. Like I was just a girl cooking, and now I'm doing this dinner with like Robert Irvine. It's it's a weird it's a weird time. Yeah, Robert's a friend of the show. He's a great ball buster too. He's so yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I'll say this: one of our friends, Guy Fieri, wherever yeah. the party is, if he's there, you have to go. It's one of the best parties ever. Yeah. During the Miami Food and Wine Festival, they have chef parties. Go! They're they're a blast. I certainly will try. All I say is, I woke up blacked out on the beach. Woke up with urine stains. That's all I know. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, urine, the urine stains were already there, though. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was my <laughs> I could I could use a night like that right now. It's been oh, a lot yeah. of work lately, so um, I'll, you... I'll seek out some debauchery for sure. <laughs> uh, what's your next project that you're currently working on? Uh, I'm working on a couple things right now. I am working on a series of like short form cooking competition with a production company that'll also be on social media. We've been reworking it a lot. 
Um, so that's pretty exciting. I don't have a specific day that that'll be ready to go yet because we really want to get it right. But that's something I'm working on pretty much all the time right now. Um, and I guess everything else, not sure what more I could officially discuss. Because yes. I don't want to throw ideas out there and then maybe I don't end up doing it or... Or or some asshole takes it like gosh, son of a bitch. <laughs> right. I did yeah. just move though to a place where I can record other than my client's house. Oh nice. So that's cool. So just more videos to come. More a new uh, a new kitchen set for the videos. Yeah, I think so. I literally just moved in. That's why it's so white in here. So <laughs> I have a little bit of tweaking to do to get it filmable. Mm -hmm. right? But yeah, I'll definitely be able to record in here at some point. And uh, before you go, what's your favorite pizza spot in New York? Mm, my favorite pizza spot in New York. And it's a tough one sometimes. It is. I love Mama's <laughs> too. Um, it's in Gravesend. And of course, I'm blanking on the name right now. I do that. I just go to Mama's too all the time. And I love that place. Yeah, there's that one. Oh my gosh, you guys are Spumoni Gardens, of course. Oh, nice. That's another good Spumoni one. Spumoni Gardens is definitely my favorite. I'm from Bay Ridge, so that's pretty close. Is that I mean, out near? That's out near Coney Island, right? Yeah. It's like yeah, that. I used to live out there in Brooklyn. That is a great spot, Spumoni. Yes, Gardens. yes, underrated too because it's in a strange location. Yeah, uh, but I love that. We always had that growing up for a little treat. Nice. That, and what is what's the uh uh rolling roaster? Is that what it's called? <laughs> oh, yeah, yes, <laughs> it's rolling roaster. everybody loves that rolling roaster, but I think it's just nostalgic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I call it Arby's Bastard Brother. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Yeah, but uh, the person who owns it did not like that comment. But I, I, thought, I thought it was funny and cute, but they did not. So, my bad. My bad. Like friends everywhere I, I go. <laughs> Like, sorry, <laughs> but Olivia, I want to thank you for taking the time um, uh, for talking to us. And mm -hmm. uh, where can we find you? I mean, I, I mean, everybody knows where you're at, though, pretty much. But what's your Instagram and your TikTok? So on Instagram, I'm Olivia Teed, Olivia T I E D, and on TikTok, I'm Live for Pasta, L I V for Pasta. Um, and I recently got a YouTube channel, but there's nothing on it. But I do okay. have 600 followers. Oh, where can we go to subscribe now for later? Um, it's Olivia T I E D S. Olivia Teeds. All, All right. of them are different, unfortunately. I didn't think that <laughs> yeah. was too much in the beginning. <laughs> and we can find links to buy your uh, or pre-order your aprons when they come back. It's available yeah, now. Totally. It's on the uh, on the link tree in her uh, in her bio on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Yep, go check it out. Perfect. Have fun in Miami, and thank you for stopping by. Of thank course. you so thank much. Thank you guys so much. And well, I'll probably see you in Miami, huh? I, I we're going to be in London, unfortunately. We're, oh, food um, we'll adventures out there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. See you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye.